Executive Director of Mind Oasis. And today on Meditation Happy Hour, Tea Talk and Truth with Karuna is my beautiful friend and colleague and guest, Kimberly Lafferty. It's so nice to see you. Great to see you. Kimberly, where in the world are you? Well, I'm actually in the North Cascades of um, the Pacific Northwest in North America. And I'm actually on a bit of wildfire watch right now. We're at level one at our at our retreat center home out here. And um, yeah, there are fires burning just just uh, probably five miles from our house. And um, and that's OK. Yeah, we're handling it. But it's a, definitely a different world that we're living in now. Yeah, um, I can really relate to that. I live in the mountains of Colorado and we have been um, blessed with the ashes from all of the fires that are happening up by you. But last summer we had to evacuate our home and we were gone for about two weeks because the fires were just about three miles away. Luckily they weren't going our direction. It would have been a real act of God or the world um, if they would have turned around. But um, I understand that fear that we live in these days. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. I think it's a good metaphor. My family is, is uh, we're all, no anxiety, you know, we're prepared, um, but that's the vicissitudes of life, which comes to our topic today is what happens when, when things get stressful, you know, where do we go? Um, and when um, we have these challenges that arise. So we'll get into that. Yeah. And so um, before we get into the vicissitudes of life and how we can handle it with less anxiety and more grace, which it sounds like that's where we're going to go. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about a little bit about your family, a little bit about your background and what you've been up sure. to in the world. Yeah, thanks. Sure. Well, um, yeah, we tend to to live our life in eras and in chapters. And I'm at a point right now where I am um uh, sort of uh, have launched a new chapter where I'm re-emerging re uh, with, with uh, some public offerings and, um, you know, starting to teach publicly again now that I've, uh, you know, completed my graduate degrees and raised a son and really spent the last decade uh, primarily, you know, being a householder um, and with businesses and raising a child and uh, completing a bunch of Western degrees and um, really focusing on that aspect of life. And, and when we knew each other over a decade ago, um, that was really the era of Lama Kimberly. And um, Lama Kimberly was running a nonprofit, the Yoga Studies Institute, and teaching Tibetan Buddhism and teaching classical yoga philosophy and, um, and was a very, you know, doing two months of solitary retreat every year. That was the decade before. And what we see now is really a, an integration of the, both of those aspects of my life. Now that my son is 10 and um, our mandala is really built, we, we now have a, a beautiful retreat center, which is also our home on 40 acres um, in the North Cascades, which will not be burned. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it's on this beautiful confluence of two rivers that come together, just a very sacred space which will be starting to offer, you know, live retreats um, in the winter, you know, so it's still small, keeping it, keeping an intimate environment, but yeah, so, so where I am now is really focused on um, re-emerging and uh, offering educational pieces, as well as uh, uh, leveraging my, my doctoral studies into uh, some pretty exciting research that I'm doing as well. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, well, um, 
my, my studies uh, from the Western side are in the field of adult human development. Mm. And um, some of us studied a little child development, maybe when we were in college, or if we become a parent or an auntie or an uncle, you know, we, we might read up a little bit about how children go through different stages of development, right? The, the ego mind state of personhood of a two-year-old and how they see themselves in the world is very different than that of a 10-year-old, for example. We can see that, that's evident, right? There's evolution that happens. And that 10-year-old is very different than a 16-year-old evolution, the ego evolves, our, our personality, our sense of identity evolves, uh, which reside in our consciousness, just like everything. And, and the field of uh, adult human development really looks at how, as adults, we can actually continue to go through these evolutionary changes. Um, and yeah, I study, you know, what it takes to be, um, what it takes for our consciousness to evolve, really, and, and how that expresses in different ways. And one of the most important um, aspects of consciousness studies and definitely one of the most essential um, aspects to understand of our path, our psycho-spiritual path is the phenomena of shadow. And mm -hmm. so I'm excited to you know, share with Mind Oasis an upcoming shadow workshop um, and really look at how psychological shadow, which we could talk about what that means, um, how that shows up in an individual's life, particularly when, you know, when we're just going through our normal life, it's very normal. And also how it gets accelerated when we're on the spiritual path and even making progress. And also during times of stress and anxiety, which naturally happen, then our, our shadow begins to, to emerge. And with all this wonderful spiritual tools we have from these ancient traditions of meditation and contemplation and yoga, and breath work, we really need the modern tools of um, psychology in order to deal with our shadow. I love that. Um, so I feel like I've been probably walking a spiritual path my whole life. It looked like, you know, going to Sunday school as a Lutheran when I was growing up. And mm -hmm. then it looked like in my, you know, thirties, early thirties, um, yoga asana and all of the beautiful teachings of Patanjali that go along with that. Right. And then I met, um, Kelly Lindsay and Michael Hewitt and you and Lama Marut and now my beautiful Hector La. And so, um, you know, my feet are pretty firmly planted in the tradition of Tibetan Buddhism um, and have been, I don't know, let's say since 2013, maybe a little bit before then. Um, and, and what I find so interesting is something that you mentioned that as we walk the spiritual path that, um, our shadow work arises, whether we're ready for it, whether we know what it is, whether we can label it or not. Yeah. And um, I found in the beginning of this year, probably kind of COVID related, um, yes. uh, climate change related. Uh, yes. And then also that I'm 40, I just turned 46. So I'm squarely in the middle of what would be called a a midlife crisis, perhaps. Um, I even bought a motorcycle, so I'm even cliche <laughs> in my um, in my middle age, right? Um, can you just just talk a little bit about that shadow? Because gosh, she's there. Oh yeah, girl. And she's she kind of comes out of nowhere. She did for me, and then it took me a minute to realize what was going on. Yeah, good. Yeah, and it does take a minute, and often we don't even know what's going on. Yeah, thank you. 
Right. Well, let's talk about what it means. Um, so shadow, first of all, you know, was most commonly coined um, to Carl Jung. Carl Jung really was the one who, and it actually before that, um, uh, Freud also uh, used the word shadow, but it was really Jung who defined shadow and he defined shadow in two ways. And one, um, the first definition is that un unconscious, unconscious, you know, things that are, are out of our awareness, aspects of our personality um, that our conscious mind won't, won't admit. Like it arises within us, but it's not us. We won't see it, we won't hear it, not us. And then the second way Jung defines shadow is just kind of anything generally unconscious. And that's not the def definition we're using today. So shadow is the unconscious parts of ourselves that arise within our being. Um, and we, we do different things with it. And, and I'm going to give you three, three different types of shadows, which we're going to talk about. And that's really what is going to make this course unique because this juicy. is, yeah, it is juicy and it's pretty fun. Um, but, you know, everybody, I want to say preface this with everybody knows their shadow. They just think it's someone else. So if you think you don't know your shadow, just look around at what you loathe, you know, what's really bothering you, what happens when you get stressed out. It happens and it's, nobody escapes it. Think of your most sublime spiritual teacher. They have a shadow. Okay. If you're human, you have a shadow. If you're growing, it's just natural. So one thing too, is just to get rid of the stigma. We have to get really good at being shadow workers with ourselves and others with humor and love and clarity. Um, so there are three types of shadows. And this is really what makes this course unique. Because it's, it's not really defined that this way. The first type of shadow is what those of us who have maybe heard a little bit about it or done a couple courses on it, um, we'll call projections. Okay? Mm. And um, this isn't like the capital P projection, kind of like you're projecting your entire world, which you hear a lot about in our you know, Tibetan Buddhist philosophy. Think about this as more like little P projection, still very valid, but this is where the, the parts of ourselves that are, they're extruded, you know, they're, they're, they're parts that arise in our own consciousness, you know, um, something comes up in our own consciousness, maybe a feeling or a judgment or a thought, and we project it out onto someone else. And it's them, not us. We refuse to acknowledge that it's us. It's like we put this boundary. That's not me. I'm not like that. They are doing that. So that's the first type of shadow. And this, this type of shadow tends to be common um, kind of when we start to work on ourselves, actually. It's, it's, it's ironic. Once we get to a point, that point in our adult life, um, maybe it's high school, but we start to really want to work on ourselves. And that's when projections really come strong. It's, it's mm. interesting. Our consciousness actually evolves and we start to project even more. The second type of shadow is something called an introject. And an introject is a type of shadow that is intruded upon us. It's, um, it's like a subpersonality or an aspect of our personality that really doesn't belong to us authentically. Um, it belongs to someone else. So maybe you were uh, five years old, listeners, you know, you were a little kid and your mom or your dad or somebody powerful said something to you like, um, you can't do that, you're stupid. That idea, I'm stupid, didn't arise, you know, it came from someone else, right? And gets put into us as like this shadow of, I'm stupid. And so interjects are kind of like our ancestral, often it's ancestral traumas that get passed down, mm -hmm. you know? 
um, family issues, family stuff. It's like our moms and dads shadows that we end up absorbing, right? Mm -hmm. So that's an interject. And the way you treat an interject is very, very different than you wait, the way you treat a shadow mm-hmm. or a, a projection, sorry. The way you treat an interject and, and, and heal it and handle it is totally in a way opposite from the way we handle a projection, okay? So that's, there's more than one way to heal a shadow, which we'll get into in the course. And then the third type of shadow is something called a split ego state. And a split ego state um, are the parts of ourselves that are like, have you ever had like um, two parts of yourselves like arguing with each other in your head? Uh, on a pretty much minute to minute basis, unless perhaps in deep meditation. Ah! Right, right. And that's all of us. See, that's all, you know, we get like, that's like this one is like coming up and saying, you wake up and today saying, you know, oh, go finish your book, you know, um, do your art, you know, exercise, do your yoga, do your meditation. That's the, like this voice in your head, like the person who's like on it, right? And then there's this other voice. It's like, no, just go make some brownies and watch Netflix, right? <laughs> and, and you need some comfort. You need some self-care today. You need to relax. It's okay, you know? And they're arguing, right? It's called a split ego state, you know? It's the parts of our, we have these sub-personalities inside of ourselves that are constantly in conflict. That one even is bullying the other person. How often do we do inner shaming you know, um, no, you don't do this. So you're so bad. But all of those voices are another type of shadow that we're not aware of. Um, and so how we treat and handle a split ego state is also very different. So those are the three types of shadows that we'll be looking at. I love this. I am writing a book and the title right now, the working title is Letters to My 10-Year-Old Self. And mm-hmm. It's really about a reclaiming, um, going back and sort of a reclaiming of, at that time, Kelly Voss and, um, and letting that 10 year old know that there would be the vicissitudes of life, but it's going to be okay. And, um, so I've, I've, that's kind of the shadow work I've been doing actually is to go back and sort of notice those experiences. And one experience that I really related to with the three different types that you just described, um, my poor mom, when I was, I don't know, eight, I think I was twirling around in an Easter dress looking in the mirror. And I said, wow, I look really pretty. And I did. And I really didn't mean it vain. I meant like, wow, this is like the most beautiful dress my grandmother has ever made me. And I feel like a total princess. And my mom was, I think, afraid that I would be vain. And so she said, we don't say things like that about ourselves. And it really stuck with me. So like in my teen years, like we don't say that we're pretty, you know? And so it's part of what I've had to do in my reclaiming is to go back and tell that little girl, fuck. Yeah. We say that about ourselves. Of course we say things like that about ourselves because that's um, empowering and you do look beautiful. And so um, I know from experience that the shadow work is um, potent. Are you doing your shadow work? Oh yeah. Yeah. You should ask my husband that question (laughs) really. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's essential. You know, one thing I always um, I've, I've been doing it for 10 years, actually 12 years longer telling uh, my students and, and those who come to my courses is always look for a spiritual teacher who is doing the shadow work, you know, and has peer review. 
and has colleagues give them feedback because nobody escapes it. But I want to circle back to something powerful you said, because, you know, that that 10 year old and thank you for sharing that, because it's it's these little intimate moments of sharing that also healing can happen. Oh, yeah. um, which we'll do in our course too. We'll break up into small, super safe groups and be awesome. able to, without being forced to just let it naturally arise, you know, just talk with each other, you know? Um, but that 10 year old is still in there, right? So that 10 year old, and that 10 year old comes out at unexpected times. Like when I suddenly start acting like a teenager when I'm with my mother sometimes, like where did 50 year old Kimberly go? She's not here right now because there's a teenager here right now, right? But when you go back to that 10 year old and you, you t- tell her she's beautiful and you tell her, you know, shine your light girl. One thing for healing, I'll just give you a little extra credit right now that's really important and is often missed in the therapeutic approach um, in terms of healing split ego states, you know, is make sure that you step into the shoes of the 10 year old, Mm. step into her shoes, just in your meditation and feel what it's like to be told that. Mm -hmm. That 10 year old, let her feel what it's like to be told you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You look gorgeous. You shine and let take let her feel what that's like to hear that. And then what happens is that 10 year old shadow, right? The beautiful shadow grows up. And that 10 year old grows up. And that's how we grow our shadow. We grow up our shadow from 10 and maybe you'll hit another one at 16 and that one will come up, you know, or maybe, you yes. know, uh, but you, we grow her up and it becomes like your spiritual power. Mm-hmm. It becomes this, this alchemy, right? From trauma, those little moments are traumatic. They are, they're small T traumatic and big T traumatic we have, you know, but they affect us deeply. And so then that heals that trauma, grows it up and becomes your, your power, you know. Kimberly, what's your power? I mean, I'm hearing a bunch of it, but from your perspective, so the course that you're offering mm-hmm. right now, we're calling it evolution of shadow on the path. And it's going yeah. to be happening towards middle, mid or late September. And you'll be able to find it at mindoasis.org. And you'll mm-hmm. go to the learn tab and you'll see Kimberly's face there. Um, and it'll be up in the next few days. So it might even be up now listeners when you, um, get on to, um, your devices. Um, so what's your, what's your superpower? What's my superpower? Well, to answer that question, we have to go to trauma. What was my traumas? You know, um, I mean, one that that's honestly first comes to mind and is true. Um, it was really traumatic for me. And I, I, um, I recently told this story in another um, podcast, which is my own personal story. So your listeners can also go there and check it out if they want to know more about me. It's Aliens and Artists and um, part one, part two, and part three is going to be announced soon. And it's where all podcasts are found, Aliens and Artists. Um, And I talk about this a lot, you know, the absence of the spiritual community and the absence of um, spiritual understanding from, you know, just feeling seen and understood as a spiritual creature myself, which waxed and waned throughout my childhood um had a trauma at 16 around that where I got kicked out of confirmation class and basically kicked out of the Catholic church which I talk about in this podcast up until like age 28 when I had um 
probably my, you know, my most life altering uh, spiritual experience, which was the clear light, which I detail. Um, yeah, it was, it was the loneliness of, of uh, living in a, a society with spiritual apathy, really. And then, you know, flipping that into an, you know, an adult career focused on spiritual meaning and really being a spiritual midwife. Um, yeah, I've, so it's not my superpower. I am really a, a channel and a vehicle, but I do seem to have this capacity to you know, all of the deep dive I did and, and still live and breathe into Mahayana and Vajrayana, particularly Vajrayogini's practices, um, combined with the modern um, developmental psychology education and simplifying that for everybody, you know, just kind of making it like, how can we use these tools to really help our lives, you know, and be happier and kinder and wiser. And yeah, I think that's my calling anyway. One of the aspects of Mind Oasis that I think we're makes us somewhat unique, but I think makes us a potent community is that we are householders mm-hmm. and um, the people who teach and the people who show up in the form of the student, which of course we all switch different positions all the time. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think while uh, ultimately waking up is a beautiful aspiration and something that um, we have the teachings to do, the ability to put into daily practice, breath by breath, moment to moment practice with our partners, with our children, with our pets, with the climate, with the way that we vote, with the way that we show up for one another, like that's Mind Oasis's jam is, you know, um, how can we create a, our vision is uh, connecting a compassionate global community. Well, how the hell do you do that? Right? Like what are the things that we can do moment to moment to do that? And, and one of the things you just mentioned is um, how we simplify things. So I'm just I would love to hear you just kind of echo back a little bit about, um, you know, the practices and um, simplifying what can be really complicated practices, actually. Very, yeah, it's true. Especially in the Vajrayana. Yes, in the most potent, you know. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, you said some, some really powerful things. Now, so I just want to acknowledge how cool Mind Oasis is and what you're Thank doing you. with it and just seeing you do your vision over these years it's just hurrah I just think it's fabulous well done yeah waking up without waking up you know um the world would would just kind of be flatland meaningless drivel but waking up is not a, enough we have to also grow up uh and growing up is what de- the whole study of, de- of development is about is how we grow up through the different stages. And so what we're going to do in this course is we're going to look at how we grow up and mm-hmm. what kind of issues can happen along the way and how that may affect us and how we heal each issue, like how we heal uh, what happened when we were five is very different than how we heal what happened when we're 30. They're totally different approaches, how we heal and interject like an ancestral sort of voice that we've absorbed is very different than how we heal a split ego state, two voices inside of us, right? But so growing up is very important. But then we also have to clean up, wake up, 
grow up, clean up. And cleaning up is cleaning up our shadow. It's going back into those small T traumas and big T traumas. Um, while we simplify, you know, I think it's just, it's getting together in a, a community of practice um, where we're, we're taking the ancient teachings and we're the, really the essence of them, the essence of the ancient teachings, um, which are so ahead of their time and so radical and so kind of the best spiritual, you know, contemplative psychology out there. Um, but we make it relevant to, you know, because these are pre-modern traditions and we live in a post-modern society. These pre-modern practices and traditions were primarily designed for monks, you know, sometimes women who didn't have day jobs and computers and huge population and climate change and all of the stressors of daily life, right? And so we need to apply. And that's what, what places like Mind Oasis, right, are all about is, is you know, getting some people who have, you know, experience, experience with these practices and also training in the modern world to tease out the essence practices that can help us on a day-to-day -day basis. Kimberly, what's your truth? Hmm. Oh, depends on what day you mm. ask me. <laughs> Today. Well, I wouldn't say my truths or a truth. You know, we all know that truth is partial, right? And any, any truth can be de deconstructed. Um, and, you know, I, I do believe, and this is based on my own experiences, that um, all things are conscious, you know, and alive and made of love, made of love and wisdom. I, I have a, an optimistic view of, of an evolving, positive, loving universe. And I don't just mean a physical universe, you know, the, the all things you can imagine, you know, and all things you can't imagine. Um, I also, you know, believe we live in a multidimensional, uh, uh, highly populated uh, cosmic universe. And there are more things under you know, the heaven and stars than we can imagine right now, you know? So I also believe that each individual is, is much, much more powerful than they know. And um, happiness is really found by finding our callings, which are tied to our traumas and our shadows, interestingly, you know? So I encourage everybody just to, to do the work, you know, of cleaning up and growing up because waking up without those things can be very dangerous. I'm, I'm really honored to have heard those words directly from you. Mm -hmm. um, it's to me so much easier, doesn't make it feel better sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's so much easier to have people lay out a little bit of a roadmap for you and to say, gosh, you're not quite sure what to do, Karuna, at the age of 46, and you're looking at your shadow and it's looking at you and it feels like your skin is being torn off your body. Mm -hmm. Well, here, how about you take these three little mantras? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and so then we have a touchstone. Then we have mm -hmm. a place when we're like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, my teacher says maybe meditate more. And you're like, but I don't want to meditate more. I'm not sure that's the right thing. But but to use this idea of um, 
healing and growing up and waking up. It's really beautiful. Oh, good. I'm glad. And, and, you know, what's interesting too, and we're going to get into this in the course is sometimes meditating more is the right thing to do. Sometimes it's not. It depends what level the shadow is coming from. It depends on the level of the issue. You know, it depends on who, what, and when. So, so no teacher, what teachers and therapists tend to do is including myself in this is, and especially for years and years until, you know, I learned this new technique fairly recently through my psychotherapeutic training is we tend to do like kind of one answer to everything. Mm. Like well, I'm going to give you my favorite technique that worked for me. And I'm going to give that to everybody. And I, I wish it worked, but it doesn't, you know, it really has to be customized. You know, a shadow approach has to be customized mm-hmm. to yeah, the level of the issue and whether it's which type of shadow it is. Is it an interject? Is it a projection? Or is it a split ego state? Those have very different uh, healing interventions that you do. Awesome. So we're going to be talking all about this and doing the work um, in your four, six week series, Evolution of Shadow on the Path. It'll be up yeah. at mindoasis.org under the learn tab. But in the meantime, Kimberly, do you have a website that you can point people to? Thanks. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the confluence experience.com, uh, or confluence experience.com. I think both of them will get you there. Um, and yeah, you can, I've got an article on there pretty soon, probably by the time this comes out, there'll be the links to the, the different podcasts I'm doing. People there can sign up to check out, um, the research that I'm doing as well as if they want to, uh, schedule a one-on-one with me, um, oh, great. I, yeah, they can do that there as well. And, but my, you know, my, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do is to teach groups, whether it's online or um, in person, um, because that's really just talking to each other and connecting with each other heart to heart is, is where the healing happens. Um, so, yeah, that's really, I'm looking forward. I hope if, if, this, uh, if this triggered something in you, just sign up just sign up for this course and we'll do some good, very confidential, private work together. Yeah. Wonderful. So to learn a little bit more about Kimberly, you can go to her website, confluenceexperience.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are ready to make the leap into the course, mindoasis.org, and it'll be under the learn tab and it will be happening. Um, it'll start mid to late September and it's a six week series. Kimberly, thank you so much for being my guest today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Really great it- to see you. Yeah, it was really sweet to connect. Um, And yeah, mindoasis.org. Go to the learn tab and find our dear friend, Kimberly. Thank you so much. 